Amen. I want to share with you a message this morning as we're going deeper in the things of God. If we go deeper in, in abiding with him, is everybody praying Psalm 91, right? Verse 1, every day, twice a day at 9-11, we're praying Psalm 91-1. And as we go into a deeper place with God, hiding in his shelter, abiding in the secret place, there should be a result. Would you agree with me? There should be a felt result. If you are drawing nearer to God and pressing into him, there should be some kind of dramatic change and a result that happens in us as we draw near to God. So, I want to talk to you about what it means to be clothed in righteousness. And I'm in a study that's uh, new to me, and I'm finding new depth than I've ever found before. And I'd like you to please turn with me to Revelation chapter 19, verse 8. Revelation 19, verse 8. I have it on the screen here for you, but we're going to read it. Also have it in your Bibles. We're at a time where the marriage supper of the Lamb has been prepared. And in Revelation 19, verse 8, it says this, Let us rejoice and exult and give Him glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and His bride has made herself ready. Oh my goodness, what a day that's going to be. You're going to be there, I'm going to be there. Can you wait for this? I can't wait for this. We're going to be there. We're going to understand that, right? So this day is coming and the announcement is there and all who have been in Christ from the beginning of time and to the time where Jesus returns, we're coming to a wedding feast. We're going to be excited. We're going to exalt Christ. It's the culmination of the ages to come together. And what is beautiful, it's the marriage of the lamb and it has come to this point and here's the key phrase and his bride has made herself what ready that is a work that is an action that is a preparation that is on our part to do we're to make ourselves ready for this time with christ it goes on to say and it was granted her what does that mean it was granted to her it was given permission to her. It was her responsibility. It was given over to her. Are you catching this with me? All right. So the bride has made herself ready, and she was, it was granted to her to clothe herself in fine linen, bright and pure. And here he explains what that is. For the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. So that hour is going to come, the wedding feast is there, and we've prepared ourselves for it, and he has granted us the abilities, he's granted us the abilities to adorn ourselves and prepare ourselves for the wedding feast of the Lamb. How are you doing with that? How are you preparing yourselves? I officiated a wedding yesterday, and when the bride comes down the aisle, she wears a beautiful garment, but it's not just a wedding garment she wears. She also adorns herself and arrays herself in beautiful linens and veils and jewelry. So if you will, turn with me to Isaiah 61 verse 10, and let's get a deeper understanding of what's going on here. What I'm discovering is that there are actually two robes in heaven. There's two robes that we're going to be wearing in heaven. 
Isaiah 61.10 tells us, I will rejoice greatly in the Lord. My soul will exalt in my God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation, and he has wrapped me with a robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with a garland, and as a bride adorns herself with jewels. So it's not only wearing the wedding dress and the garment that's been made white, the garment of salvation given to us by the Lord, but also wearing the jewelry or the adornment and the veil and the robe of righteousness that goes along with that. What is that robe of righteousness? Well, the verse we, I shared with you earlier are the righteous deeds of the saints. What is the robe of righteousness? It's the, as the bride adorns herself with jewels. So there's a participation here in salvation. I hope you've come to understand that. Let's break this down, if you will. First of all, the garment of salvation. What is the garment of salvation? Revelation 7.14 says this, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They've washed their robes and made them white. How? In the blood of the Lamb. So the garment of salvation Isaiah talks about is that robe that no man can earn by their works or by their abilities. We are made clean and white. How many of you know our righteousness is as filthy rags? Stained filthy. There's nothing you can do to cleanse yourself before a holy God. And so the only way you and I can ever be invited to this wedding feast and a part of this wedding feast and ever made clean enough to be there is through the washing of the blood of Jesus. And that's the garment of salvation. And that's a gift, isn't it? For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith Not of yourselves, it's the gift of God, not of works, so that anyone would boast. So you can't earn your way to salvation, you can't do righteous deeds to get saved. Now the only way you and I are ever saved is the blood of Jesus washes us clean, and that is the garment of salvation that we receive. And Jesus talked about the parable of the wedding feast, and when everyone was there, there was a man who was not wearing the garment that was presented in a Jewish wedding. When you went to the wedding, the, the, the father of the bride presented everyone with a, a garment to wear. And there was someone in this parable that didn't have the garment. And, and the king said, that man doesn't belong here. Get him out. He wasn't arrayed in the garment. So you and I will receive, we've already received, that garment of being washed in the blood of the Lamb. So we can be in this wedding feast. He's marrying us, his bride. Amen? And that's the gift. You didn't earn it. And so it's not by works. But he goes on to talk about this robe of righteousness. He said that he clothed us in a garment of salvation, but goes on to say in Revelation 19 that he wrapped me in a robe of righteousness. Now the word for wrapped means adorned me, covered me. It means a long upper outer garment of silk. And so 
along with the garment of salvation, I'm given a robe of righteousness. And that robe of righteousness is the adornment of the righteous deeds that I have done because I am saved. Not unto salvation, but because I have salvation. I now wear Christ. I adorn Christ upon me. And whatever I do for Him in His name, it becomes the righteousness that I'm wearing. It's Christ's righteousness. But I'm adorned in it. And so I'm arrayed in what my love has expressed for Christ. As a bridegroom decks himself with garland or as a bride adorns herself with jewels. You've got the wedding dress, but come on, let's deck ourselves out with a robe of righteousness, amen? Jeremiah 2.32 says, Can a virgin forget her ornaments or a bride her attire? Yet my people have forgotten me days without number. Israel was God's covenant people. He was married to them, but they were not acting like it and living out that covenant relationship. You have the garment of salvation, but now that you have the garment of salvation, adorn yourself for the wedding and put the jewelry on of good works and things done in righteousness unto his name. There's a reason we're living on this planet, folks. You don't just get saved and bide your time. You get saved and bring the kingdom come now into this place and it adorns you and people look at you and go, ooh, you got your bling on. I got Jesus on. And I'm arrayed in the beauty and the splendor of who he is. Those are my garments, robes of righteousness. Also, you know this verse in 1 Corinthians 3, verse 11 through 14. It talks about the Bema seat, the judgment seat of Christ, where we will stand before him. And it's not about salvation. It says they shall be saved. But this is about our works. Our works will be tested. Because God has invested his spirit in you. He wants to see what have you done with what I have given you. And as we stand there, it says our works will be tried by fire. They're either wood, hay, or stubble, right? Or gold, silver, and precious stones. Somebody tell me what you do with gold, silver, and precious stones. You wear it! And so it'll be tried by fire. Wood, you know, maybe you're wearing a wooden necklace, I don't know. But wood, hay, and stubble just burns. But gold, silver, and precious stones is refined. And it says, though you may suffer loss, you are saved but you will be adorned. That is your reward, Paul says. Your reward is what you have done for Christ now. It's not to get you saved, it's because you're saved. Is everybody getting this? I I think we're at a a level now, at an advanced level, that I don't have to tutor you on the fact that your works won't save you. Can we get past that? We understand that. But... Let's not go to the extreme where we say that that no matter what we do doesn't matter. Oh, it does. Because you're saved now, adorn yourself. It was given to you to prepare yourself for this feast. It was given to you to adorn yourself with deeds of righteousness. Oh, how am I going to do deeds of righteousness? I'm just a lowly housewife. I'm just a guy that goes to work nine to five. 
what do I have to offer? I don't have a ministry. I don't have a website. I don't tweet. Nobody follows me. I'm not an evangelist. I'm not a prophet. What am I? I just work. I'm a guy. Oh, you are the kingdom of God wherever you work. You bring righteous deeds in whatever you do. Every activity we do and every work we do is under the glory of God. Why, uh, maybe you're a janitor. If you set your heart to give every piece of paper you pick up and sweep up as a glory to God, now all of a sudden you've transformed what your labor is is to an act of honor unto His righteousness. You won't let one bubblegum wrapper go because it's under the glory of God. I'll go get it and retrieve it. My marriage is a blessing unto God, works of righteousness, that I would honor my wife, I would love my wife, I would adorn my wife in the beauty of love. Now my marriage is a robe of righteousness to Jesus Christ. Now as a neighbor, I'm a neighbor that is a a good neighbor unto righteousness, that when I plow my snow, I'll plow his snow, and when I edge my lawn, I'll edge his and uh, do whatever we need to do for each other. Those are works of righteousness. Oh, anybody can do them. No, no, anybody can do those kind of things, but not unto the glory of God. Give that glory to God, and now it is a work of righteousness. And so now the gold, silver, precious stones, those are things hidden in the earth. You can't find gold just sitting out somewhere. You've got to dig for it. Same with silver. Precious stones, gems, and jewels, those are hidden things. So these works of righteousness are more than just showing off. In fact, Jesus talks about that. He says these are what deeds are. He says this to the church at Sardis in Revelation 3, 4. You have a few people in Sardis who have not soiled their garments. They'll walk with me in white for they're worthy. We can soil our righteous robes. Now we've got salvation cleansed by the blood. But how many of you know there are deeds we do that are not so righteous? That's the wood, hay, and stubble Paul's talking about. That stuff needs to burn away. Jesus goes on to say that the works of righteousness that you've been given, he says this in Matthew 6.1, beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you'll have no what? Reward from your Father in heaven. There are rewards for how you're living your life. That is the robe of righteousness. The rewards, gold, silver, precious stones. They're rewards. I'm just glad to get there. I'm just going to get there by the skin of my teeth. You'll never get to heaven by the skin of your teeth. I don't understand what that means. I guess your gums? I don't know. You're going to gum your way to heaven. I don't get it. I don't understand that expression. I'm just going to make it. I'm just going to get there. No, 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 no. Everyone is on an equal field here. We're all sinners. We all uh, have fallen. Our righteousness is as filthy rags. The only reason you and I are getting there is the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And that ain't by the skin of his teeth. That's by his royal righteousness and his blood. We all get in. Hallelujah. And boast of him. Amen? And because our sins are cleansed, he puts his spirit and his nature in us. 
Now, if God's nature's in you, and he tells the parable of the talents, I want you to do something with the Spirit. And the guy had to bury his talents. Remember this parable of the talents? Gave one ten, gave one five, gave one one. They doubled it. See, and, and the one with one just buried it in the ground. He said, look it, man, you know I want to return. That You could have even put it in a bank, and it would have gained interest, but you buried it. Now, this struck me this week, and he said he took the one from the one guy, right, and gave it to the guy that had ten. Now, here's the American way of thinking. That doesn't seem fair. That guy has ten. Why not give that guy one more so he could have six, a little closer to the ten? But let's back off a little bit and talk about investments. If you got someone who can produce that well, where are you going to put your investment? I'm going to give it to the guy that doubled 10. Because he's working it. Are you working your salvation? I'm not saying working for your salvation, but I'm saying are you working it? You've got the dynamism of the Holy Spirit, the very dynamic nature of God. There is absolutely no excuse for you and I not to be living in righteousness and doing righteous things for God. Get over yourself and your poor self-esteem. This isn't about self-esteem. This is about the power of God dwelling in us. Amen? Let's get healed and move forward. Can I push you this morning? He says, don't do it so that other people look at you. That's the Pharisees. Take selfies while you're doing stuff for Jesus. Look what I'm doing. He says, no, 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 no. Gold, silver, precious stones, that stuff's hidden. This isn't about making a show for me or for you. This is about being a living witness that adorns themselves in Christ. You wear Christ well. That's the robe of righteousness. And so that's what you and I are going to wear because we've readied ourselves and we've made it. So what are some of these righteous deeds? Let's look. Ephesians 2.10 says, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do what? That was pretty weak. We are his workmanship. We're his craftsmanship. He's working on us. He's a carpenter, man. He's planing us down. He's sanding us. 80 grit sandpaper. Oh, ow. You ever have him work on an area that just, you know, gets the scraper out? <laughs> oh, Lord. We're his workmanship. He's shaping us. What are we supposed to be changing into? The image of what? Christ himself. Created in Christ Jesus to do what? good works oh i could hear a few minds already clicking falling into that yeah but we're not saved by good works nobody can boast i know that you're not going to boast in him he's going to boast over you he's arraying you he's adorning you with the jewels of righteous deeds that you did in his name he's dressing you does this make sense to you we were made to do good works which God, I love this, prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You don't even have to figure them out. You don't even have to make them up. They're already there for you. As you're walking in Christ, as you're studying the Word of God, as you're walking in life, the Holy Spirit says, hey, do this. Uh, I don't really feel like it right now. God had planned that thing from the beginning of time. You're walking in your destiny. There it is right in front of you. Mm, I don't know. Come 
on. How many of you play video games, right? There's a jewel hanging in the sky right there. Ching! All right, that appealed to a third of you. Don't you, haven't you seen these people out here by the church? What is, this, what is that game? Pokemon, right? So you can get jewels and get points and get all this. Can you imagine that if all that was just copying the kingdom of God? Am I off here? I don't know. I'm making this up as I go on this one. But what if, what if I mean, he's prepared works for us before the beginning of time. And, and, and we're walking into the works that he's asked us to do. He created us to do them. Because no one else is in the place you're in at that moment, at that time, at that location. And you've got the word of God for that person. Go for it. And the jewel is found. And the jewel is displayed. Yeah, you're his workmanship created to do good works. And I believe that the last day's church, the end times church, is a church that is glistening in the adornment of righteousness because we are doing righteous deeds. We're doing righteous deeds. We're just continually doing righteous deeds. And people are amazed at what you're doing because the the ethics and the morality out there is so bad that when somebody does something good, people are astonished. And so people should be marveling at you. You're awesome. You speak the truth. You're honest. You don't cheat. You're patient. You're kind. You're just adorned in the character of Jesus. And I believe that's the last day's church. And that's what God's getting us ready to do. Righteous deeds. Righteous acts. What's another one? 1 Timothy 6, 8. I like what Paul says. Command them to do good. To be rich in good deeds deeds and to be generous and willing to share you see i'm obeying scripture today i am commanding you to do good do good works right because of what is within you you've already got the clothing garments you've already got the bridal dress now it's the accessories (laughs) gotta get the the garland and the the band and all the jewels, right? That's what we're talking about, to honor the king, to look beautiful unto him, and to present him beautiful to everyone else. Where'd you get that watch, Jesus? I like your rings, Jesus, gifts of the Holy Spirit. I'm wearing it. So I have to command you to do good works. In fact, you're supposed to be rich. We're rich. We're rich. Now, the church has perverted that into cash. Yeah, yeah, so we've got Christian gambling. Give me 10%, I'll give you 100 back. Woohoo! Lotto time every Sunday. Scratch and sniff. No, I guess you don't sniff. I don't know, I went too far with that one. Might as well. Smells like sulfur to me. We're supposed to be rich in the character of Jesus, rich in the love of Christ Jesus. My good works are on display, not to show me, but to show him. It sets us apart. So again, those are the robes of righteousness. Do good works. It's the workmanship of God in you. Job said this, I put on righteousness. It clothed me. 
My justice was like a robe and a turban. I was eyes to the blind. I was feet to the lame. I was a father to the needy. And I searched out the cause of those people I don't even know. That's righteousness. When you look at the meaning of fasting in Isaiah 58, he says the true fast is this, that the food you abstain from, you give to the poor. It shows up. Righteousness needs to show up in the marketplace. Righteousness needs to show up at the workplace. Righteousness needs to show up in your house with your children and with your marriage and with your neighbors. Come on, enough of this Christianity in name only. You can't say you're a Christian and be a lousy worker at your job. I'm sorry. That is not wearing the robes of righteousness. Rightness with God. I put on righteousness, it has clothed me. And that's the other garment you're going to be wearing in heaven. That garment is going to adorn you. And you've brought it by the righteous deeds that you have done. And that's what this is all about in being clothed in righteousness. Now, let me conclude this morning with how you are to be arrayed. Isaiah 61, if you will turn there with me. Many people don't realize what Isaiah 61 is talking about. We always read the first part of this chapter. And we go, oh, that's Jesus. Yeah, that's Jesus. And what Jesus did was so that this verse would become you. Okay, let's read it. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, to open the prison doors to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and to grant those who mourn in Zion, to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness, perfume instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of a faint spirit, and they will be oaks of righteousness planted by the Lord that he may be glorified. They'll build up the ancient ruins and raise up the former de uh, devastations. They'll repair the ruins of the city, the devastations of many generations. That's what Jesus did to prepare us so that we would be these works of righteousness. We're to be the trees of righteousness, the oaks of righteousness. We are now to say the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. My righteous deeds are to bring good news to the poor, to set the captives free, to open the prison doors, right? That's my job. In fact, look at verse 10. I will rejoice in the Lord. My soul will exalt my God, for he has clothed me with the garment of salvation, covered me with the robe of righteousness, as a bridegroom decks himself like a priest, and a beautiful headdress as a bride adorns herself with jewels. Are you getting this? Isaiah 61 is the preparation of a bride for her feast. The perfume of the Holy Spirit, the oil of gladness, the garment of praise. And so our robes of righteousness are these acts. And he says this in verse 3. He said, I'm going to exchange. I'm going to grant those who mourn in Zion, I'm going to give them a headdress, a beautiful veil 
for your wedding. The oil or the perfume instead of mourning and crying. Praise instead of a faint spirit. There's an exchange going on here. What you were and what you're becoming. And so Isaiah 61 speaks of those robes of righteousness. It's the Spirit of God to empower you to do works and good deeds for God. And so this is the church alive. We always pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. What does that look like to you, thy will be done? What does that mean? How does he get his will done on earth? How is he going to get his will done on earth? Well, it's going to appear. There. It's just going to happen. You're his will on earth. You are the will of God on earth. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. You're the kingdom come. You're the invasion of the kingdom of God. You are vessels who hold the very nature of God's spirit. You're the one who is an ambassador of that kingdom. You bring the will of God. How does it play out in your life? It plays out by me giving 10 bucks to someone on the street. It plays out by me paying for someone's meal. It plays out for me helping my neighbor move his trash to the side. It plays out by me by sharing with people who Jesus is, by loving them and telling them about Christ. I'm bringing the kingdom of God out of my innermost being, flooding it into this planet. How about you? This is your robe of righteousness. When you stand at that wedding feast, you'll be adorned in white raiment going, I'm here, he saved my soul, I'm clean and white. And he gave me the privilege to pick out these rings and these bracelets. I'm wearing an amazing tie, Jesus. I weaved this thing for 50, I don't know how long I'm going to live. For 70, I'll go for 90. For 90 years. There it is, to your glory. You getting this? All right. You're here today to get refreshed so that you can do righteous deeds out there and wear the robe of righteousness, as Job said. Ah, it clothes me so that I become feet to the lame and eyes to the blind. I am the kingdom of God. In fact, Jesus who knew no sin, became sin for me so that I might become what? The righteousness of God. Now that's a people who are close in their intimacy with Jesus Christ. Because you smell like Jesus. You dress like Jesus. You act like Jesus. You walk like Jesus. You talk like Jesus. All of creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Let's bow our heads. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, we thank you. What a privilege to stand in the midst of a group of people who are sold out for you, who are adorned in righteousness to you, Jesus. I stand here among a company of people who are arrayed in the beauty of holiness. God, if we could see in the Spirit, we would see the jewelry, the gold, the silver, the precious stones worn by each one of us as we are decked out to your glory. Not for our own glory, but for yours. 
I stand in a company of people who prophesy, who pray, who intercede, who lay hands on the sick, who speak to those who are down and out, who lead others to you, Jesus. I am among a people here this morning, today, of a people who represent the kingdom of God. Oh God, anoint us to greater measure. Stretch us to move beyond what we think are our limitations. And we would take this kingdom with power and force into a world of death. We will bring life. Use our mouths to speak. Charge our hearts, Lord God, to burst open with praise as we are adorning ourselves in righteousness for your splendor. In Jesus' name, amen. Stand with me and worship your King this morning.
Hallelujah. Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. We're not going to be chained by popular opinion. We're not going to be chained by political correctness. We're not going to be chained by the government of this world, by the prince of this era. We are free to live for Jesus Christ and to declare his goodness and to do righteous deeds and good works under his name. If you are hungry to be empowered to a greater measure of righteous deeds in your life, to express your love for Jesus in greater measure. Maybe you've been timid. Maybe you've been shy. Maybe you've held back. God is calling you to come to the front lines. He has works that he has predestined for you to do. You're his workmanship. He's been preparing you for this day.